Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week two, day two of our study of 2 Corinthians. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and today we're talking about 2 Corinthians 2, 5 through 11. Welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us. God, speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you from your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. I'll be reading today from the NIV. This is 2 Corinthians 2, starting in verse 5. If anyone has caused grief, he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent, not to put it too severely. Paul's saying, you know, finish our discussion with the analogy of the boats and getting, you know, taken out to sea by the the tide. And, and, and that's kind of what Paul's talking about here is, I'm not coming right now because you guys have uh, have caused me a little grief by the reports that I'm hearing coming from you. And so I don't want to come there and, uh, and, and make this any worse right now. I don't want to have to in person find out what's going on and find out what's true and what's not true. And so he's saying, you know, if, if anyone has caused me grief, it's not even really me, but it's really he's he's grieving you guys. He's, it's causing trouble amongst you guys. And it sounds like Paul has got at least one specific example that he's been told about that he's thinking of. And and what he's going to say here, it almost sounds like there's this one specific example that maybe they've dealt with, maybe they haven't. And he's, he's going to go on into that. Verse six, the punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient. Now, instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he may not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. So here, again, it feels like Paul is referencing one specific person that he's not naming. And we know that Paul is not above naming people specifically that are causing trouble. And so here, Paul is um, low-key saying, I know this person has caused these problems and this stuff has gone on. He's not naming him here because he wants that person forgived, forgiven and kind of brought back into the fold, right? And so he's, he's saying that this person has caused a lot of grief for me, but also for you guys. But now it seems like that person has repented and, and wants to, to come back. Forgive this person, forgive this guy and, and, and let this person back in. Whatever they've suffered from you know, kind of being ostracized for causing so much grief or problem. Uh, let that be enough. Forgive them and bring them back in is, is what Paul's saying. Verse eight, I urge you therefore to reaffirm your love for him. Verse nine, another reason I wrote you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. Anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. <clears throat> now here, this is an interesting point because um, Paul's saying, you know, I want to see if he'll stand the test uh, to be obedient in everything. And then he links that with forgiveness. You know, Jesus talks about uh, being perfect. He says, be perfect as my father in heaven is perfect. And the way that Jesus, when he says it, the way that he defines perfection is forgiveness. He's saying, if you forgive others, just like my father's forgiven you, you're essentially walking into that perfection. Now he's not talking about perfection and like never sinning or anything like that. He's, he's specifically tying to the way that his father is perfect 
is in his forgiveness. He for, his, his forgiveness is, is perfect. And so we can actually walk into that perfection. There's been all sorts of crazy sermons and doctrines and ideas on Christian perfection and things like that. And a lot of times people get off and it's really weird stuff. I mean, if, if you were curious, you can Google this stuff. And there's some really, really crazy stuff out there about Christian perfection and all these kind of things. There's even one sermon by John Wesley where he actually specifically talks about Christian perfection and how it's tied to forgiveness and all this stuff. And there was actually a group of crazy people. They still exist even to this day. I met one one time in college. And, you know, they take that and say, well, it's, you know, well, we can't sin. We can't do this. We can't do this. It has nothing to do with, with what, how Jesus defines perfection. Jesus defines perfection as forgiveness. And here, that's what Paul is saying is being obedient in everything comes down to forgiveness. Do we forgive those that have wronged us? And he's saying this, he's like, I, I'm, I've forgiven anything and I want you to do the same so that Satan might not outwit us, right? That's, that's the whole thing. If Satan can get us into unforgiveness, if he can get us into bitterness, if he can get us into that mode, he can absolutely destroy us. This is so true. Unforgiveness and bitterness is just so often the means that our adversary uses to destroy us. And so if we can reject that, if we can walk in forgiveness, then that is like 99.9% of the, the walking out the Christian life is just forgiving those people and those things and those incidents where people have wronged us. And there's no way we get out of this life. No way we get out of this life without being wronged. No way where we, where we forge a path through life where people are not wronging us on a regular basis. Either they're seriously actually wronging us or we perceive them to be wronging us. Sometimes what we, when we think, because we're the only ones that define who's wronged us and when. And so sometimes the, the, when we say something, when someone's wronged us, it's real. Like they actually wronged us sometimes with malintent. And then a lot of times we say someone's wronged us and it's just our perception. It's not real. I mean, it's real to us because we're angry about it and we carry bitterness and unforgiveness and all that kind of stuff, but it's not even real. It's just our perception of someone doing something that maybe we had expectations or whatever else, and they haven't actually wronged us, but we feel wronged. In the end, it doesn't matter because Satan can use that. Those, those feelings of unforgiveness and those feelings of being wronged, that's what Satan can use to destroy us. That's why forgiveness is so important because, again, I would bet I would just bet. I mean, there's no scientific way to, to come about this, I suppose. But I would bet that 80 to 90% of what we feel is someone wronging us is just that. It's not them wronging us, just our own expectations, unmet expectations, that wouldn't even vocalize and all, all sorts of crazy stuff like that. Um, I mean, I've had, I've had many conversations where people have vocalized their incredible anger and, and bitterness at me for previously unvocalized expectations. Like, why are you so angry at me? Well, because you didn't do this, this, and this. Well, you never asked me to do this and this and this, or you didn't tell me. I was like, how, how am I supposed to read your mind? I can't read your mind on these things. And was, well, you, sh you, you should have done it anyway. It's like, I can't do that. That's not possible. This is in insane. And, the, and, and everybody does this. Everybody does this kind of thing. We have um, unmet expectations that were never vocalized. And then we hold that against people 
and, and this can be major and minor. I mean, there's all sorts of little offenses and things like that that come up. And so the way that we outwit or the way that we counteract Satan trying to outwit us is to forgive. And in doing so, Paul calls that obedience. Jesus calls that perfection. When we choose to forgive every offense. Now, that doesn't mean that we just let people run all over us and, and that we lay down. Paul deals with that in other places. Jesus deals with that. We don't just say, you know, we're we're a welcome mat for you to step on me and wrong me in any way you want possible. That's not what we're talking about here. That's not what Paul's advocating, right? We're not inviting people to do wrong to us, but Anyone who's lived any amount of life knows that that's going to happen. People are going to wrong us. We are going to feel wronged. And by choosing to forgive, by choosing to forgive, we overcome every plan that the enemy would have against us in that. So let's choose to forgive. Let's choose to walk, as Jesus says, in perfection, as Paul says, in obedience in everything. By choosing to forgive. For the 10-Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.